This is the Captain's Jug of Thoughts podcast. Welcome to the Captain's Jug of Thoughts. We're back after a little uh, after summer sabbatical. Yeah, had a little hiatus there. Yeah, uh, I think it's good. Recharge the batteries. Exactly. I mean, you guys had a couple of busy weeks there. It was Labor Day and then the Bills home opener. Yeah, we uh, had a we had a lot going on here, so uh, it made for very tired Mondays for the captain here. <laughs> yeah, that's your one day. You the only day you don't come here is Monday. <laughs> It is. You stick it out and come here for this. Right. I come great. in for a couple hours, do the podcast, and uh, and then I go back home and go back to sleep for about 10 hours. <laughs> yeah. Right. You were telling me on the phone earlier about you falling asleep, and then you wake up, and it's dark, and you have no idea what happened. Right. Or what time it is, what day it is. Your that, phone was dead. I'm like, that dude. happened to me last weekend. And, yeah. Uh, it was crazy. I woke up, and it was obviously the middle of the night sometime because it was completely dark out, and my phone was dead, and uh, I, I hadn't plugged it in, and, and I, uh, I, I was just wandering around my place going, what the hell is going on? Yeah. And then I looked, and I, I do have a clock, so I looked at the clock, and I think it said, like, um, it was, like, 7-something, so it's, like, that crossroads of, of where be, it could yeah. be, like, yeah. morning or night. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, hmm. I don't know. I had a bowl of cereal and went straight back to bed. <laughs> Fuck it. That's what you got to do. That is the weirdest feeling, especially now where you're connected 24-7 to just wake up in mystery. Right. And you don't know what. I don't know why. We always just assume in the first minute you wake up, you're like, something crazy happened and I missed it. <laughs> yeah. I always feel like I missed something and I'm going to look at my phone. It's going to be nothing but missed calls. Right. And it's not. It's usually like a text from one person who's like sent me a video or something. Like yeah. Some funny do- doofy thing. Right. But, uh. Yeah, so these are your resting days. Yep. So when I did plug my phone back in, uh, I did have, uh, I had like seven, uh, seven missed calls and 13 text messages. From people here? <laughs> um, some of the people were from here, some of the people just randomly. Uh, one was you. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it was pretty funny. I was like, oh, no, I hope none of this is important. And I'm like scrolling through and I'm like, Nope, nothing important. Yeah, <laughs> I think nothing. I'm no, not yeah, nothing that can be missed. Uh, what time is it? And what day is it? Do I have something to do? <laughs> Anything happen? Usually, you go to like the four major news networks and flip through, and if they're all talking about the same thing, you're like, oh shit, something went down. Something went down. <laughs> yeah, you look out your window, you're like, I don't see any smoke. <laughs> it's but always a good thing. We went through a period where we had no cable. And I think one phone, maybe. Like, I didn't have a phone because there was a 4th of July party where... You know how when you put your phone in a plastic cup, it amplifies it? Yeah. And then you take the phone out and you put on another song and then you put it back in the wrong cup. Oh, no. Because you're at a table of cups. <laughs> <laughs> and then, you know, that song you just put on is like... sounds. Is this the remix? Sounds weird. Is this a live version? And then you're like, oh, fuck. So I didn't have Is a phone. Is that beer that I just put that in? Yeah. <laughs> they sound drunk. <laughs> they so do sound have, drunk. I didn't have a phone for a while, which was great on purpose. I, I just stopped. I did all my work. Everything through email it was wonderful. <laughs> but then, like, we'd be sitting there and you'd hear, like, I don't know, maybe fireworks, maybe someone. Blo- I, you just hear a. <laughs> and we look at each other and we're like, we have no way to tell. <laughs> like, we just, Someone, hopefully someone comes by because we have no way to tell what's going on out there. <laughs> you know, and in these crazy times, you never know. You never know. So I got under the desk and covered my head because that'll stop it. So we got some uh, pretty cool things to talk about this week, uh, considering that we've been off for a few weeks here. Yeah. Uh, built up more yeah, we've, material. Uh, we've definitely built up some more material. And uh, it's um, partially, uh, you know, relatively new stuff uh, that... That kind of goes back to a bunch of old school stuff that uh, that we were all involved in here. So um, we're going to tie it all together for you here tonight. Yeah. Well, like we said, there's history here. And it, the way that this bar is in a small town, it becomes the link. You know yep. what I mean? Of every 
of everybody's social lives and everybody's stuff. Like, it's just the constant thread that goes through all of that. Well, it's funny. Uh, you got here before me tonight, and uh, I had moved some things around and forgot to tell you. So the the table and the and and basically our little personal workshop or whatever yeah. you want to call it here that we do the the uh, show from every week uh, was not in the same place that it normally is. No, it was a dartboard. So <laughs> yeah, he calls and uh, you call me and you're like, hey man, uh, the table's not there. Yeah, <laughs> there's a dartboard there now, and I'm like, oh yeah, I forgot to tell you, uh, we're moving the podcast to the different room. <laughs> I just start clipping all the shit to the dartboard. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if this is gonna work, man. Yeah, somebody's playing a game, yeah. so you just hear beep. Yeah, it's beep, an beep, electric beep. dartboard. <laughs> yeah, every time, every time in between uh, sentences. I had, I had an electric dartboard that somebody got me for Christmas mm -hmm. that was like, it would like taunt you. Like it was a dick. Yeah, like, I had one of those too. Yeah. Like, oh, come on. Yeah. You're better than that. What I, was that? I had the same one. Yeah. It's so funny. <laughs> so yeah, it was it was uh it didn't make you a better player. No. <laughs> it just got you super annoyed. It just made you hate robots. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, this one's mean. Yeah. So it would have been funny to do the show from that while people were playing and you just hear triple twenty. <laughs> yeah. And everyone starts laughing. That new guy is hilarious. Yeah. Where did you guys find that new guy that just randomly shouts out numbers? <laughs> <laughs> That'd be great. Yeah, yeah. Well, um yeah, I don't know what you want to get into first. Um, well, I mean, uh we got the bills, you know, and they um, Yeah, bills. So yeah, you guys have this is a, the bills are the heart and soul of a lot of shit that goes on around here. Absolutely. We talked about the, the games and just the, it's religious to a lot of people. So for the opener, uh, we did a, a giant pig roast here, and um, it went off pretty well all the way until about halftime, when right. the bills were down. I think uh, twenty-seven to nothing at oh, halftime, yeah. Yeah. and uh, that kind of uh, kind of slowed things down a little bit for us. The momentum kind of. Up, you know what do you, do you mean like people left like it was just um, business slow or yeah i mean you know people were just kind of bummed out some people left um we were supposed to get a, actually a pretty decent sized crowd at halftime because um there was something else going on that day i don't remember what it was but um whatever it was you know a lot of people were like save me a plate save me a plate you know mm -hmm. and uh, they're like i'm gonna buy my ticket at the door it was 20 bucks all you could eat included two beers i mean it doesn't really get any better than that that's great and um None of those people showed up. <laughs> they never do. <laughs> you know, I mean, when you're down 27 nothing, if the Bills would have been up 27 nothing, it would have been all 20 yeah. of those people would have been here. <laughs> you know, that's funny, man. That's funny the effect it can have. It really does. It has a huge effect. I mean, I mean, think about that. I know this is kind of a pothole, but like a dude throwing a ball to another dude in any other circumstance, there's people playing catch right now. Who cares? If right. the guy drops it, nothing happens. Nothing. If this dude drops it, the ripple effect yep. is absolutely insane. Yep. Billions of dollars. And then, like, even all the way here, uh, like, the, the situation you had was completely affected by the way they were playing again. Exactly. So then the following week, they, uh, they pretty much stink it up again. And then last week, they go in to Minnesota, who is Minnesota supposed to be um, a very good team this year, one of the favorites in the NFC to go to the Super Bowl. And we just completely manhandle them. Right. So it makes no freaking sense. <laughs> you know? Yeah. We, we beat them, by, what was it? I think we beat them 27 to 6. Wow. And, um, and we were winning the whole game. They scored their touchdown with like two minutes to go, which is like a gimme. It happens like in every game almost. Uh, that, that's a blowout like that. So then this week, you know, there's hope again. We're like, oh, maybe we got this uh, ship turned around. The energy's back up. So we go into Green Bay, and actually the owner here, Mike, and um, a bunch of other guys from here, because we have, uh, we have a local guy who's not uh, from here originally. He's from Green Bay. We call him Green Bay Steve. And um, he had a connection to get tickets at Lambeau Field, which is like, you know, Lambeau Field is the field yeah. in football. Like, it's where it all began, you know. It's, yeah. So that, yeah, they're one of the oldest teams. Absolutely. And they have the most Super Bowls, uh, you know, um, from back in the day. They, they, they just won all the time, like in the early beginnings of the NFL. Yeah. <laughs> and the merger of the NFL and the AFL and everything like that. So anyway, uh, 
we go in there and we just get shut out 22 to nothing. <laughs> and we're like, all right, I guess maybe we're not that good. <laughs> but they do, like, the Bills have such a, a weird personality. Mm-hmm. Like, they're not, like, just, they're not just down the middle road, like, not winning or down the middle road being kind of okay but never really pushing. They're either beating the best team in the league in a complete, like, mayhem smash or doing nothing. Yeah. They always just have a strange... I'm not even a huge football guy, but growing up around here, you see the strange path they take. Yeah. It's, it's, a, it's I mean, for example, I think for every year for the last 20 years, um, we have gotten pick number 10 through 14, which means you're so middle of the road, it's disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> like, usually teams either go, like, way up or way down, where, like, you know, their, their draft pick is going to be, like... 28 through 32 or one through five we don't ever get either of those (laughs) we're always right in the middle yeah so this year though um it looks like maybe we'll be getting a little bit better of a pick (laughs) hopefully (laughs) so far the constant optimism of bills fans oh still just you know i mean we we brought up the four in a row four years in a row maybe that's why i'm not a big football guy that was my you know (laughs) yeah um in the early 90s just boom 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 boom, yep. boom you know just done not and that the, the excitement that leads to that heartbreak but guys keep coming back absolutely and those teams were so much fun to watch yeah and every you know especially the first year you know you're like we are just gonna absolutely murder the giants and yeah they uh they had a good game plan and their defensive coordinator was bill belichick who has been the coach of the New England Patriots pretty much yeah. ever since. I Patriots. know who that is. That means he's good. <laughs> yeah. And he has been the Patriots head coach ever since, and they have won the division all but one year for the last 20 years. Yeah. And um, so he's been putting it to us uh, for almost 30 years now. <laughs> and he rocks a sleeveless hoodie. He sure does. Circa 2003 Kevin Smith. <laughs> yep. <laughs> That's what yep. he looks like. Yeah. What, what year was the one where the guy missed the field goal? That was a Bills one, right? That was the first Super Bowl. That was the one that he was the defensive coordinator I think against the Giants. It might be Artie Lang or it maybe not. Had a joke about that dude. They're like, that guy is going to be 90 years old, like sitting in his backyard with his grandkids playing and his wife's there, and she's going to look at him and go, I love you. And he's going to go, so what do you think, I shanked it? <laughs> <laughs> he's just never going never gonna to forget that. Yep. Feel bad for that guy. Once again, if I went to kick a field goal and missed it, no one cares. <laughs> this guy does it. It's like the JFK. It's like people remember where they were. I mean, that was 1991. People still talk about it. We talk about it right now. Yeah. And not just in Western New York. It's. I mean, you watch... Uh, you know, almost any yeah. uh, sporting it's program that has event, to do with yeah. football, it comes up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it, um, isn't that, is that kind of what Ace Ventura is based on? With laces out, the whole thing? Yeah, 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 yeah. That's funny. I know. So, but still, Bills fans, die hard, love it, love it. When I was a kid, I it, I, it took me a long time to really, the logo, like, it's a buffalo running with a red thing on it. Yeah. But for some reason, when I was a little kid, I would look at it like the other way. Like, imagine if you were looking at it backwards. And I'm like, what the? What is it? Is it a hat? Is it? I couldn't figure out what it was. And it was like, I was embarrassingly old enough, like too old to believe in Santa Claus, too old. When I was like, oh, it's a buffalo. <laughs> it's a buffalo. I'm dumb. I get it. It's the same thing as the Disney D. It was always the way they wrote it at the beginning of the thing. It looked like a backwards G. <laughs> And then you're like, oh, it's a D. That makes sense. It's not Disney. <laughs> Disney. Yeah. It's not, it sounds like some kind of T. That just sounds like an adult film. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I tried to clean it up, but we know where it was going. Right. <laughs> um, but yeah, the Bills, any, and any Bills alumni, I think, would be beloved here. Jim Kelly is like the Pope here. Yep. He loves. I'm sure somebody's rocking a bowl of Flutie Flakes while listening to this. More right than likely. Um, so this brings up another Bills alumni, Orenthal James Simpson. <laughs> I think that if he came back to Buffalo, he would be welcome with open arms. I think it might be one of the only places he can go. Yeah, probably. Everybody else is, I mean, he's still the juice. Yep. We don't know what he did. I mean, you go to games and his name's still on the wall. Sure is. Because he, he didn't unrun all those yards. No, it's he not didn't. like we found out he was cheating. He did all that. And then he did some other stuff. Then he did some other stuff Maybe. for sure. I don't know. If, allegedly. Allegedly. Yeah. But <laughs> yeah. I think if he came here and opened a car dealership, 
people I would buy cars. People would love it. Yeah, <laughs> we're slashing prices. If you sell those Chevrolet, oh, juice, juice, maybe not the best. No, phrase. that's not no. the best line. Juice. No. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> <laughs> we were um, we were in the workshop the other day, Mike and I, and um, uh, I had just uh, cleaned out uh, the office upstairs and brought a bunch of uh, old crap down, put it out in the uh, workshop. We got a workshop out back here uh, that he uses pretty frequently and uh he's like man he's like somebody put a bunch of shit in my office i go yeah yeah that guy's a dick why the hell would he do that speaking of myself of course and uh he uh he's like oh look gloves <laughs> and he puts and and they are like you know they're black like just glove like driving gloves like leather driving gloves. Yeah. yeah he puts one on and it doesn't even come close to fit <laughs> and I go, OJ. <laughs> and he just starts laughing. I go, don't hack me up, man. <laughs> I go, you know, I know I brought this stuff down here, but it was all, all uh, you know, I thought stuff that you could maybe use. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, it was really funny. He started yeah. dying. We're, we're, we had a good chuckle about that one. Like, how the hell are we going to get out of this one? Yeah. If we think of a catchy rhyme and then have a very charismatic guy tell it in court, I think, like, if the glove don't fit, you must quit. And everyone's like, ooh, uh, I like that. Yeah, I think that this might work. I don't work. think this guy did it. I don't think he did it. <laughs> a guy who can rhyme like that would not hang out with a guy who would do something like that. There is no way. No. No. Let him go. <laughs> <laughs> There's, there, I mean, dude, those OJ documentaries, the Cuba Gooding Jr. one was okay, but it's all dramatic TV. But the, the 30 for 30 documentary on it, yeah, phenomenal. Really, really good. Yeah. I mean, there's a day, I think, uh, one of those 30 for 30s, a dude named Brett Morgan, who directs a lot of documentaries, he did like that Kurt Cobain documentary. Right. He did one that was, I forgot the date, but it was the date that the, the Bronco chase happened. Mm-hmm. And it was like the craziest day in sports, because while that was happening, it was like the NBA Finals. I think the Rangers had their ticket parade for the Stanley Cup. There was some tennis match that was like the biggest in the world, and it was all simultaneously happening. Yep. And this dude did a documentary that's all news footage. Yeah. And he just keeps changing the channel. Like after a few minutes, it and then goes to another thing, and then it's OJ again, and then back to the basketball. And yeah, no, no one's ever interviewed. It I just saw, shows I saw this that. It was day. really good. Yeah. And then it, really it ends good. with uh, the Talking Heads song "Heaven," which is phenomenal. <laughs> Very well done. I remember watching that live. Like we, um, uh, a friend of mine, Sean and I, we uh, we got out of. Uh, well, we, we left school early that day. We were in high school. And uh, we went back to his house. Uh, his parents were gone, blah, blah, blah. You know, we went back there renewing our thing. We turned on the TV and we're like, what the fuck is this? They're just showing some Bronco. And then like, we, we read the bottom caption. And it's like, OJ Simpson fleeing from, like, and we're like, what the hell is going on? Yeah. And, um, yeah, that was, uh, it was a crazy time. That was one of those first events. And it's crazy that the Kardashians have a connection to that. Yeah. Because a lot of people say that was like the birth of reality TV. Right. Like that, or the court TV too. Like that entertainment, the shit that we have been chasing that dragon for <laughs> the last 20 years. Right. Because just trying to make new events happen and the news feed and everything. Like that was one of the first ones. You right. Know? That yep. holy shit. And you're watching it live. I know. It was, uh, yeah, it was, it was crazy. It was just nuts. Um, yeah. Watching this thing go down the throughway 30 miles an hour with 30 freaking police by it. A lot yeah. more than that. Probably 100 Dude, police cars And then people it. with signs that say, go juice. Yeah. Go OJ, go. That was his catchphrase. Was yeah. like running through the airport. Go OJ, go. And now <laughs> that dude's on the run from the law. Right. That's hilarious. <laughs> it's great. I mean, just, you couldn't write anything better than that. If no. you wrote that, people would be like, I don't know, man, that's a little, you're stretching. Yeah, that's a little far-fetched. <laughs> yeah. Oh, but it happened. Yeah, it happened. <laughs> go o- and then you watch that naked gun where in the beginning he's like putting black on and sneaking onto the boat with like he has gloves on. <laughs> yeah. You're like, this is weird now. <laughs> I know. It's like he, it, it all came, came, you know, it's like it's something that he built up like his whole life and was ready to roll with. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he learned a lot. Hey, we cannot keep these gloves. <laughs> yeah. They don't even fit. OJ, why would you want them? Don't worry. I got to use for them. <laughs> <laughs> Throw them off the trail. <laughs> yeah, but I think OJ, come home, OJ. Buffalo misses you. He hated Buffalo because he wanted to live in LA and hang out with celebrities. And 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 here it was covered in snow and not many celebrities. No, none at all, really. No, um, you know, I mean, think the Goo Goo Dolls were going at that point. No, they weren't. They <laughs> weren't. Nothing. They were a couple years later. Uh, 
Yeah. I was uh, I, I saw a show at Red Rocks uh, at Red Rocks uh, Goo Goo Dolls their opening tour, and that was I think in '96. So Goo Goo Dolls, Bush, and No Doubt. Wow. Yep. That's super '90s. Yep, <laughs> for sure. <laughs> that's funny. Well, that's I, I didn't even know who I knew who the Goo Goo Dolls were just because I was from here, but we were mm-hmm. living out in Colorado at the time, and uh, and um, you know, my my buddy was like, "Yeah, you gotta come to the show," you know, like uh, I'm like, ah, I don't know, man. I'm like, I don't even know who those bands are, and you know, I was into um, not that kind of music, <laughs> you yeah. know. So uh, anyway, I went though, and um. Red Rocks Amphitheater is one of the coolest places on earth. It's one of the best venues in the country. Yeah. Absolutely. And um, we went, and, um, you know, we were feeling pretty magical that day from something. That mountain air <laughs> will get into you. Yeah, yeah. It's amazing what that mountain air does to you. Yeah. So anyway, uh, we had a fantastic time, and uh, I was like, maybe these bands aren't that bad. <laughs> Dude, that one good experience, that'll, you know, that'll make you remember that band forever. Yep. So. And then she, Gwen Stefani, was married to the guy from Bush. Yeah, Gavin Rossdale. Yeah, so nope. they must have met on that tour, maybe. Probably. Before that, she was almost married to the bass player in No Doubt. Yeah, I know. And now she's on that stupid game show, and she's started with the guy, with the country guy on yeah, that show. Yeah, yeah. Big, big, big Sixton, or whatever the fuck his name is. <laughs> That's and, not a name. And it's like... <laughs> fraternizing in the workplace <laughs> this chick just can't stop no she loves it we should hire her here <laughs> we should hire her here that's a good idea yeah we, so we can, uh, we can OJ, pass her around the jug staff yeah. oj come <laughs> home and get gwen get in the bronco come home yeah <laughs> uh what else what else is new fishing. well oh, you fishing you, yes yeah, we've got... Um, OJ, come home. The fishing is wonderful. The fishing is wonderful. Um, we went out fishing uh, They couldn't catch ago. you, but they, you can catch a fish. Right, right. <laughs> It'd be great. OJ is just like chasing like a white fish slowly down the river. Yeah. <laughs> behind it. Right. <laughs> It'd be perfect. Yeah. So we... Uh, uh, um, a couple... Uh, well, two months ago, uh, approximately... Uh, I booked a charter, and then uh, Mike and Pete, uh, two of the uh, owners here, and myself, and then a cousin of theirs. Uh, our resident historian, Pete Costello. Yep. Uh, we went out on uh, a little uh, charter fishing excursion, and um, the guy who took us, who uh, his name is uh, Jake Joseph, uh, he's got Jig and Jake's. Uh, I highly suggest that anybody out there that would like to book a charter around here uh, use him because this guy, I mean, we were out there. We did one slow troll, caught a couple small fish. He spun it around, took us along this ledge that, that's out, I don't know, about two miles out uh, from the mouth of the, the river into the lake. And uh, we went through, and it was just like 20-pound fish after 20-pound fish. It was crazy. Yeah, man, you showed me the picture, and you guys got a lot. Yeah, we, we, we filled up. He's got a giant cooler on the back of the boat, and you're, I think you're only allowed, I think you're allowed three fish per person, so there's four of us, so we're allowed 12 fish. This giant cooler was like, oh, like we couldn't shut it because the fish wow. were so big. It was fantastic. Yeah. Um, so we brought all the fish back here, mostly salmon, couple steelhead. We brought them back here, and um, as soon as we got back here with the fish, uh, I, I just smoked a whole bunch of it. So we smoked all this fish uh, with, uh, I had like some apple wood and some cherry wood and some cedar wood. Oh, that sounds great. Yeah, and we, so we smoked all this fish, that never frozen, just pulled it out of the river an hour before this. Yeah. And we just made a, I don't know, probably 10, 15 pounds of this fresh fish and put it in little, um, little paper cups and uh, passed it around the bar and people were just going crazy over it. They're like, what the hell is this? And we're like, that is as fresh as you can get. Absolutely. And it was fantastic. And I still have a bunch of it. <laughs> That's great, man. And uh, yeah, so it went over really well. Then um, we took another um, little bit of it and we went and we bought some scallops and we bought some shrimp and we made this huge pot of seafood risotto. And again, just fantastic. So we did the seafood risotto with like a slab of salmon, like on the side. And uh, I mean, this stuff is just fantastic. And it's it's good to be able to eat uh, out of the river in the lake again, like we couldn't do 20 years ago. 
Yeah, that's I mean, you still get that that kind of raised eyebrow because like I you know I'll hike down to the river and the trails that like go out through our park go out to like um where like the power plant and everything are yeah. Yeah. and you're just like I I think just instinct is telling me to not not do anything with this water <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's just that's a gigantic plant right there just right. spilling it all out but I guess it's okay now yeah yeah it's all cleaned up they say so I know you always think about like I know here's another pothole. Um, <laughs> we're going to fall right in. Yep. About a, you get a guy from the past and you bring him here and he goes fishing. We're like, nah, you don't want to do that. Yeah. It's like, what? What do you mean? You don't want, this is what you do. This is how you live. Right. And we're like, no, no, no. And you take him to Long John Silver's or Red Lobster or something. <laughs> you're like, this is how you, this is what you, this guy's weird. And he's like, you're weird. <laughs> Everything was fine. Everything worked perfectly. They made a thing. It was, it was great. You guys messed it all up. Like, what do you, you know? And then he just like. Go in a neighborhood, just start like shooting rabbits and shit. And everyone's <laughs> freaking out. It'd be funny. So we need to do that. We'll yeah. get a show where we take OJ back in time. Isn't that what we're talking about? Yeah, that's what we're talking about. <laughs> no, that sounds great, man. And like, it, so he charters boats around here. Yeah, he charters boat. He's char- he's got he's got a boat, uh, and he charters people around. And, and he, try uh, telling the guy from the past that you're only allowed to catch twelve. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> he's like, I have ten kids. <laughs> and I'm only 15. All right, how am I going to feed them on 12 fish? <laughs> right. <laughs> well, these fish you could feed. 50 they were kids. some big. They were some big fish. Yeah, yeah they're they're huge. So uh, yeah, but uh, anyway, Jig and Jakes, you know, uh, look Shout him up. Out. He's Shout uh, out he's on Jakes. Facebook, and uh, yeah, definitely give him a ring if you want to get out there and catch some fish, because uh, I promise you, he'll uh, he'll take you to all the best spots. I went camping with some friends one time my buddy jimmy was super into fishing had all the poles and all this stuff and i've been fishing like twice when i was a kid but we went out and we're in the kayaks just rolling around just casting and it was great it's meditative you know what i mean it's so chill and then like i got a real strong bite and i got all excited and pulled up a giant branch <laughs> so that's the only thing i caught but we smoked it and ate it and made a risotto out of the branch well, there you go no. it was crunchy but it was good fresh, <laughs> a little crunchy fresh caught oak <laughs> yeah yeah well oak that's been simmering for a long time it's been marinating in that lake yeah that had to be decent word all right uh captain's jug of thoughts we're gonna come back and regale you with tales of the musical history of the jug at least mine yeah we'll talk to you soon here local history we've talked about that a lot we talked about the fort the fort is a real central part of this town uh it's got jesus (laughs) it's getting a little crazy out in the bar yeah i mean it's obviously got the history to it we talked about in the episode number (laughs) there's only seven i can't remember which one it was the one with Pete. the one with Pete. three Three, i think yeah we talked about uh actually might be four could be maybe (laughs) it was somewhere in between three and four yeah um, but we talked about the fort, and uh, this last week, the Rochester Institute of Technology, uh, their photography department did a thing there called the Big Shot. 
which they've done at other places around the country, maybe, maybe around the world. I'm not sure. I think they did the Alamo or something. Or I'm totally wrong because I just heard a guy say that, and I'm like, yep. <laughs> Is this true? Could be. Is this? Yeah, okay. Around the world. All right, cool. Wow. So, yeah, they do this thing where they have everybody, anyone who lives there, you go for free, you dress in black, and you bring a flashlight, and they position you around this structure, this historical structure at night. And uh, obviously, that's why you need the light. <laughs> um, it's during the day. It makes no sense. <laughs> These people really shouldn't have legalized it. <laughs> so they, um, you stand it. They position you, and they, and you point the light, and everybody lights up this structure, and then they take pictures at night, long exposure pictures at night, to give it this real. Because you can never get. I mean, unless you're a good photographer or you do something like this. You know, every time there's a super moon. The internet is full of people taking pictures of it on their phones, and yep. it looks ridiculous. Right. It just looks like a piece of black construction paper with a piece <laughs> of salt that fell on it. Like, it's so <laughs> dumb looking. But if you're a good photographer and you know lighting and exposure and all that, you can get it. And these people knew what they were doing. So I, I mean, we signed up for this, and there was a lot of goddamn people there. there were 800. Bus- wow, really? 800 volunteers they had. Nice. The bus loads of kids and stuff. And yep. yeah, well, we were two of the 800. And, uh, you know, you go, you get your light, you get positioned by like a wall, you know? We're like right by where the cannons are pointing out. And then they're pointing at another part of the fort, which it seemed a little ridiculous. Like they're shooting at themselves, but I guess a cannon can't go that far. And they were hoping they were going to hit something that would stop. <laughs> but even like in that one Mel Gibson movie, the cannonball hits that guy's leg and the ball keeps going. It just takes his leg off. Right. Now it's a ball and a leg Yep. that you just shot at your own fort. I don't get that. Anyways, so we're shining lights at this thing and you keep the light moving. And I thought you were just going to hold it, but you like paint the wall. So you do little patterns and you kind of get lost in it and everybody's doing this. And it was really creepy and cult-like because everybody's in black with their hoods up. Right. It's cold, shining flashlights everywhere. It was, it was really kind of weird, but it was great. It was cool. And then the picture, you saw it. Yes, I did. They had dudes dressed in the old school clothes, and they were firing cannons. Every time they did the exposure, they fired the cannon, which is that in the picture? Or, uh, I don't know. There's, I didn't notice that. Or I don't know, man. They did it. Right. So maybe they're like the cannon didn't work at all. Like when you see a flash and it's on a window, it just blades it out there like the cannon screwed it up. I mean, what I do know is the, the picture itself is, is just cool as shit. Right? It looks different than any other at-night picture. Yeah, it's, it's amazing. I think because it's not one beam of light pointed at a thing. It's 800 little tiny beams of light that are constantly moving. Yeah. That's got to do something to it. Sure. It was, it was really cool. And uh, just to be at the Ford at night was creepy. Yeah. It was empty. It wasn't like a ghost walk or anything. Like, everybody was leaving, and we were still walking around. Like, we were there alone. It was just us, and the only other people left were dressed in old red coats and fort clothes. They right, were like right. the reenactors were there. So to walk around there at night and see those guys walking around the hallways, pretty trippy. <laughs> pretty trippy. Um, hide, hide, here they come. Yeah, the British are coming. The British are coming. Like, oh, not again. Uh, but that was really cool. So we'll, yeah, we'll obviously post that picture when it's out. I'm sure everybody's already, so by the time this comes out, this is old news. You've already seen it. Right. Uh, but that was really cool. Yeah, it's really cool. And the, uh, the the guy that was in charge of it stayed here, actually, at the Jug uh, for the weekend. And uh, he was a great guy, Is uh, this guy, Eric. He um, he was awesome. And uh, he's going to send us a, like, a big panoramic of it to hang in the Jug, Yeah, which I'm really excited about. Um, I'm definitely going to get one, too. And we've got the, uh, you know, we've got the... Um, the poster or the flyer or whatever you want to call it that uh, explains like uh, for what they were doing and everything so we're gonna hang that right up next to it and uh, i think it'll be a really nice addition to the uh to the old jug here yeah it's just another another moment another documenting history in a very modern way yep which is kind of what we're doing here right exactly um so also this last week uh, was it Wednesday, I believe? Yes. We had a little reunion of a band whose name is not the softest name. <laughs> it's perfect. We were in a band. Okay. All right. We had a reunion of our band that used to play the jug. The jug is our home. Uh, that's what happened. This is how the movie starts. 
is all these guys get together. They haven't seen it. They haven't all been in the same room in like five years, at least about this group of people. Yeah. And the whole town comes out. Everybody's excited. We get together. We go into this bar during their open mic and then kind of take it over for a half an hour or whatever. And just, I mean, rip shit. We, we were all, because the excitement was there. And there are songs that are just burned in your brain. So you're not going to forget. So it was fun. It was a and great time. Shoot, yeah, it was a great time. Everybody came out. Uh, that's the beginning. So now after the credits, it, the date comes up and it says 2004. <laughs> yep. And now we're going back to the beginning. Okay. Uh, I played music with my buddy Tim uh, in high school. And we that was the first time as a musician I ever caught the wave. You know, it's got to be like surfers when you catch your first wave. It was with Tim. Like we started playing. And we're like, we need a drummer. And I believe it may have been Matt Costello who said, my friend Steve plays everything. Yeah. He plays every instrument. So Steve didn't know me, but I knew who he was. And we were in the hallway at Louport, and he was walking down the hall, and I was coming back. I was like, oh, there's that kid. And I was pretty aggressive at the time. I, we were going to be rock stars. <laughs> I just grabbed him. I was like, you play music? And he's like, yes. I was like, come to my house after school. Like, gave him my address. And like, that's how me and Steve met. So we started playing music in bands. And we started a duo, an acoustic duo. It's called Thurman and Lala's Acoustic Explosion, or Stephen Thurman's Acoustic Explosion. That's what it was, which is funny because it's a quiet acoustic thing in a sleepy little town. <laughs> it's not an explosion at all. There's no explosion. <laughs> and we would play, and then we ended a song if there was just quietness or just people in the bar talking. I'd go to the mic and go. <laughs> that was the explosion nice so we did that for a while and then so that's happening and then one night i come to the jug and in the big back room there's like three sections of the building there's a big back room there's a party going on and all of our friends are there and they're all playing music and there's instruments set up so it wasn't like a band set so it was kind of like everybody anybody who there played kind of hopped up and did a little bit so i got to say hey, sean go play guitar i'm like all right right on so I'm over there playing with people I know, and I, dude, I just remember being in the middle of a song, and we're just jamming away, and I didn't really think about it, and I'm like, I don't even know who's playing right now. So I'm turning back, and I'm looking at the band, and I'm like, oh, I know that guy, I know that guy. And then I look at the drummer, and I'm like, I've never seen that guy before in my life. And that was Ken. That was the first time I saw Ken. We never even were introduced. I never even shook his hand and saw him. The first time we met, like I saw him, was he was already playing drums. So right. we played music before I even knew he existed. <laughs> we were playing music. That's how we came into the relationship. <laughs> uh, and we met, and that was cool. We jammed, and he had just moved here. And I said, hey, me and my buddy do a little duo thing at a bar called Tin Pan Alley. Uh, come on out, bring your kid if you want. And I didn't think he actually would. And he did. And then... We started that, and then Steve's brother eventually came on board. And then we were playing this Tin Pan gig over and over, and we started getting a bit of a following, so we needed a name for this thing. So we asked some very intoxicated girl was there, and I think she shouted the G-Spot boys. And we're like, oh, maybe, okay. And some, <laughs> somehow it evolved into the G-Spot punchers. Which is just the best name. I, dude, just it grew out of. It wasn't like we came up with it and we're like, let's be super gross and weird. Like it was shouted at us. Like the 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 people who were at the gig, kind of, we all just kind of came up with it. And then I think at one point it was the G Spot tongue punchers, and we were like, that's too far. That's, that's too, too far. I can't put that on a poster. <laughs> put it anywhere near a church. Um, so the G Spot punchers were born, and eventually our buddy Pete got on board, and we started playing a Thursday night gig here. Yep. A weekly gig. That's where you join the story. Yep. So you were bartending and you were looking just to bring other people in and you knew we played. So we booked a weekly gig. Right. Which a weekly gig <clears throat> in a small town becomes, you know, it becomes a thing. It gets that routine. Yeah. It can, uh, it can definitely, uh, it, it starts rolling downhill, you know? So like you it, get that. Yeah, but you get but that uphill. <laughs> you get that free. Well, yeah, you want it to just be debauched. That's what rock and roll is. It's the back of a dirty wooden bar, and this was before the jug got a facelift. Just beer-soaked wooden floor. Yep. And just dirty, raunchy rock and roll. Like it was great. We truly participated in that. Like yep. that's like you know you talk about show business and fame, whatever bullshit. I don't I don't know, but like what rock and roll is, like 
you just got to do it and you participate in it. It doesn't matter where it is. Or, you know, if you have a like-minded people who just want to get ripped up and just scream and party and jump around and sweat. And that's what it was. And that's exactly what the it was. The G-Spot Punchers, were, we kicked ass. Because yeah. we would learn songs and then get really bored and just take the song and just rev it up. Right. You know what I mean? Play a very aggressive version of Don't Let Me Down. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> like a nice song. And by the end of it, we're like on Mars. Yeah. You know, that's what it was. We just let it go. That's what I'm saying. Like the weekly gig in a small town, you get comfortable. You're not just going through your set. Every week, something different happens. Oh, yeah. And you try new things, and you, you have a little more comfort to just keep going because you know you're going to be here. Yep. Um, so we did that, and we played a couple of regattas, too. Yep. Where the G-Spot Punchers would open for our other band, which meant me and Steve were playing for eight hours straight. Yeah, I know. Which was, was great. <laughs> but... um. There was one Halloween that we we usually played three sets. And the first set we came out and did our set. I don't know if really I don't know if I had a costume on. I don't I'm really dressed up in in a while. I, I don't I don't I don't really the first set I don't, I'm saying. I I don't remember you guys being in costumes in the, at the beginning. Steve might have been something cuz he usually does. Yeah, he is like he that. He might have been Captain America or something. Or, yeah, probably. <laughs> yeah. So um we we book this gig and we have the idea to we do our first set as us and then the second set we're going to come out all in drag yep. like the New York dolls. Yeah, so we had a bunch of girls. Far, yeah. We had a bunch of girls like um, lying in the wait, you know, for yeah. for uh, as soon as you finish the set, everyone ran upstairs to the um, what is now our suite. Yeah, we all and, uh, had a whole like uh, it and, was like and a, dressed you guys. It was like a NASCAR <laughs> pit crew. It, it really was. <laughs> yeah. it was like, that's exactly what it was like. So everyone got undressed and redressed in, yeah, in this Yeah, we all drag put on and dresses and we uh, blew up balloons to be boobs. And I was the first one who blew mine up and I blew up a big balloon. Everyone's like, whoa, dude, that's huge. <laughs> I'm like, really, guys? That's the line? Yeah. They're like, hey, man, don't be ridiculous. <laughs> As they're getting like their blush. Their makeup done. <laughs> blush on their face and their hair is getting curled. <laughs> right. They're like, hey, whoa, let's come on. Have some integrity, you whore. <laughs> like, <Yeah>. Okay. <laughs> it's a weird place to. All right. But our friend Pete, uh, who was the percussionist, had a big red beard, and he ran upstairs and shaved it off. Yep. And, like, that was the first time he didn't have a beard since, like, high school. (laughs) (laughs) And we came back down and did our second set as a band called Chicks with Dicks. Yep. But we didn't just, hey, um, I have fake boobs and I'm playing, I'm wearing a dress, haha. We learned an entire set, 30 set, 30 minute, maybe 40 minute set of girl songs. Yeah. So we played No Doubt. We played I'm Just a Girl. We played I'm a Bitch. I'm a... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we played TLC's Waterfalls and I rapped the, the left eye part, which is still something that follows me around. <laughs> <laughs> it was a lot of fun. Yeah. What else did we play? I mean, every like... Chi- oh, we played I, I think I Love Rock and Roll maybe or that yeah. Alanis Morissette song we closed with, I believe. And we ripped that. I think 99, 99 Balloons. Balloons, yep. And a lot of those songs stuck around. We continued they to did. play them for yeah. a while. You guys it, did play a bunch of those after that. Yeah. <laughs> but, so we did the work. We didn't just like, ha-ha, I'm wearing a costume. We became the whole costume where the music was part of the costume. Yeah. We were in. We were Daniel Day-Lewis-ing the shit out of this. Yeah, he became a real drag band. Yeah, like <laughs> we played all girl songs about girl power and shit. Yep. And all the girls were just going nuts and dancing. Oh, going nuts. They loved it. First, it was funny. But then they... Uh, yeah, the first 10 minutes was just total, like, hilarity. Yeah. And then it's <laughs> like, like then it just becomes just a, a good set, because we really worked, and, and we learned these songs. Yeah, and then all of a sudden, everybody was just really into it. It was, yeah. um, especially the girls, which gets the guys into it, because all the girls are jumping around, dancing, That's and the then secret. all the guys are like, hell yeah. <laughs> when you go see a band, and you're like, how is this band selling out Darien Lake? <laughs> and then it's because all these girls want to go and all the dudes want to do whatever the girl wants to do. Yep. And you're like, oh, okay. So that hopefully they can do what they want to do later. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, let's leave OAR out of this. Yeah. <laughs> Shots fired. Shots <laughs> fired. <laughs> um, so, all right, here's a side note about that night. Because I've had other people be like, hey, man, you seemed a little out of it that night. You seemed a little like, you know, like you weren't having that great of a time. Our friend Tim from the beginning of the story, the first guy I played music with in school, who passed away, I think 
two or three days before this gig. Right. And we had already booked the gig and learned the songs. We bought the dresses. We had the balloons ready to go. And then, like, one of our oldest best friends, like, our musical brother from back in the day is gone. And, like, it was, a you know, obviously shock. We're all in shock still. We're young. This is kind of the really first Really young. I mean, how old were you guys when that happened? I don't know, 23, 24. Yeah, you know? it, was, uh, it was crazy. This is the first time anything, like, that was, that was crazy. You know, you lose friends before, but, you know, that kid was my best friend for fucking years. Right. And, exactly. And uh, to have somebody that important to you, like, just go, and you're like, oh, we're not, obviously not going to cancel it because he would call us a bunch of bitches. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, we got to do this. So, and like, we, our friend Pete with the beard, who no longer had a beard, took us up to his camp for like the weekend to go like just hang out and hunt. It was great. Like, our friends really stepped up and helped us all out. But it was a, the weirdest time. So now, that's all in my head. And I'm standing there in front of a packed jug in, an, in drag. <laughs> in drag. Singing, I'm just a girl. And I'm like, this is, did I fall asleep am i in a coma and this is some weird like synapses are firing in my brain yep and it was just weird and everyone kept grabbing my balloons like slapping me on the ass which any other night would be hilarious but i'm like oh excuse me because i'm like in a bad mood and like i was like i guess my character is i'm just the bitchy one because <laughs> i just want and everyone's like hey man cheer up have some fun and i'm like i, I you're the cunty I, girl <laughs> So right now, I just have to get through this without completely losing my mind. I think I had to shut down for a little bit. Just let me, leave me alone. Let me do my set. Yeah. And I'll, it'll be great. And we'll do it well. I just need to not really be in the moment right now because I think I might actually lose it. Which brings us to Steve, <laughs> who went full into being a girl. Like his, Full on. What was the name? Do you remember name? No. Ah, uh, but he just... So we came back for the third set, and everybody changed, except for Steve. He sure did still dressed like a chick. A lot of people, I think, learned a lot about themselves that night. I think Steve... I think we all learned a little something about Steve. Yeah. <laughs> and he just... He went into this character. I think that was his way of dealing with it. Because we're all grieving and in shock and in drag. <laughs> like, can you imagine a weirder place to put yourself? So, so we go back to Pete's, and Steve will not snap out of it. No, he's still in it. Now he's being mean. He's picking fights with all the other girls at the party. <laughs> so we get. So I get back there hours oh after you God, guys. Oh my God! I forgot this. Part. Yeah. So I get back there hours after you guys, because I have to close the bar, and it was, we were just crushed that night because because of you guys. Yeah. You know, you guys do this awesome three set fucking show, and and like the I mean the bar was just so fucking busy. So on nights like that, instead of me getting out at like normal four o'clock, I get out at five thirty or whatever in the morning. Mm -hmm. And at the time, I lived with the Mongo uh, percussion player, um, Pete. Percussion Pete. Pete's Beats. Yeah, Pete's Beats. So um, I, uh, the two of us lived together in this house in Lewiston. So I get home, and everybody is, like, hanging out in the living room. Like, everybody's trashed. I'm, like, half in the bag, but not like you guys. But, like... Yeah, you've been working. So... Um, you know, as I was cleaning up and everything, I had a bunch of beers, a couple shots, you know, got myself going a little bit, knowing that you guys were all back there. So I get there and I'm You're like, like hey. I don't, don't want to walk into this sober. <laughs> no, no way. <laughs> so I get back there and I'm like, hey, guys, what's going on? You know, I'm like, all right, let me go up and change because like, you know, I was so busy. I was sweating all night. I just needed to get out of these clothes, okay. clean up a little. Yeah. So I go upstairs and, uh, and quite frankly, like, you know, not to boast, but this is not an uncommon thing that has happened to me in the few, in the past. Like, the, I I go to my bedroom door, and there's a girl in my bed, and I'm like, sweet, you yeah. know. And I'm like, I, I'm like, hey, and Steve rolls over and is like, hey, <laughs> and I'm like, ah, <laughs> I'm like, son of a bitch, <laughs> I'm like, what are you doing? He's like, what's up, man? <laughs> I'm like, you know you're still all dressed like a chick, right? <laughs> Scared the shit out of me. And That's like, so funny. And, uh, you know, the next um, handful of times that I uh, even went home with a girl, I was like, cool, right? <laughs> I, I don't want to. Yeah, don't leave the room. I believe what had happened was like we were exhausted, like emotionally, mentally. And the next day we had to go to this kid's wake. Yeah. You know what I mean? I know. So you're just fucked up and like... Totally fucked, yeah. Steve was like... 
I gotta go crash for like a couple hours, or I'm gonna be a disaster tomorrow. Yep. And like you know, like you said, everybody's hanging out in the living room. You can't do shit. He's like, I'm gonna go. I'm just gonna go sleep for a couple hours in, in Cap's bed. Yeah. And like I'll get up when he comes home because we, you know, I don't know if we knew what we were doing. It just was like, okay, man, yeah, good idea. Go, you should do that. All right. And then like you, you came back and that all happened. And no one told me. I didn't, oh, I didn't think of it. I might <laughs> no. have been sleeping too. I don't remember you coming back, but I do remember <laughs> Pete being like. Why were you in bed with your wig on? <laughs> I don't know. The comfort, he just needed that. Yeah. It was a strange time. And then, like, the next morning, we had to go, like, get his car that was still here. Right. And, like, he didn't bring any other clothes. So it's the next <laughs> oh, yeah. morning. He kind of walked ashamed. I brought you guys. Yeah. He kind of had to walk ashamed because his makeup's all fucked up. Dude, it was awesome. I forgot about that. Part. There's, like, people, like, families are going to the oh, diner for a- breakfast. Absolutely. There was families walking all over the place, and Steve gets out in full-on drag. Got out of your truck, too. So people Out of like, my truck, I know. Oh, man. And a lot of people Chris know my get, truck around yeah. here. He's getting into some weird stuff. Man, he's really getting into some juicy things over there. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, that and was fantastic. But, like, it just... I remember me and Pete having the conversation where, like, Steve if like Steve might have, like, really just snapped because, like, we're dealing with this crazy traumatic thing and, like, it was 6 in the morning and he's still being a girl. He's I'm still like, being a girl. Pete goes, we're just... You have to beat the shit out of him <laughs> until he stops. You can't go to this, your one of your best friend's funeral with Steve like this. <laughs> no. <laughs> drag. I'll just be like, this fucking sucks. <laughs> like, Who's that? Who is that? It's Stephanie. Stephanie LaBarber. <laughs> yeah. Somewhere between two and three, he, he transitioned. <laughs> but luckily, Steve you know, snapped out of it. Now he's back to normal. <laughs> yeah, he's definitely back to normal now. Yeah. So that that was, all is well. So that was nuts. And uh, yeah, there were people who were like, hey, man, you seemed like you weren't really having a good time that night. And I, like I was kind of doing the Rich Robinson. We're just stone faced. And you're like, that right. guy looks mad. I'm like, dude. And I have to explain that. So now I don't. Now I'll just send him to this yeah so all these experiences played all these things we played this huge party down at our drummers wives parents house that was on river road like right on the river yep. and it was gorgeous and we played on this yeah that place was amazing deck like it was there was a higher deck and then you'd go down and there was a flat deck like the higher deck had the pool and everything and that's where everybody was so they were looking down a hill on us it's right. like when you're in like the stands like behind a band and you're looking down on the stage. Yeah. Like it was cool. It was weird. And we would play and then we ended a song and from behind us on the river we hear woo. And I turn around, yeah. and there's like four or five boats just floating there. Right. Like all just like that was that was cool. We, the whole place was going. Yeah. Dude, great. Some of the you know, best times ever in that band. And then our friend Ken moved out west and I got a call. I was at Disney World uh, like around my birthday and I, I had been drinking with Mickey. And I went and we drank at the Simpsons bar at Universal. <laughs> and I get a call from Ken that says, me and Jackie are getting married. And the guy who is going to do it can't do it. So do you want to do it? And I was like, fuck, yeah. And I got ordained as a minister online and then flew out to L.A. And, and, uh, and we had a wedding and I married them. So I'm Ken's minister, Ken and Jackie's minister. Yeah. Yeah. Which is also so, very cool. Yeah. Like, dude, just, yeah, life. I mean, they're just, they're two of the greatest people. They're such cool people. Of all time. Right. Like, and they were so important to me, like times when like I needed a, a friend who, you know, like, you know, they're older than me. So like they had guidance, but they were chill and cool and like, right, but I don't want to provide a little guidance, wisdom for you. Yeah. Just someone who wasn't like all the, you know, I don't know, but I'm also, I'm an old soul. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, someone to, you know, it's not like I went like Jedi master or anything like that. Just someone cool to hang out with who wasn't all into dumb shit. Right. <laughs> like just good, cool, nice, authentic people. They really are. I mean, in Ken's life is crazy. We did a podcast with him back in the day about things he's gone experienced and yeah. My coolest things in my life are just from knowing him. <laughs> That's how cool he is. He's the most interesting man in the world. He's done all these crazy things. But uh, so much love goes out to them. Absolutely. And, you know, so they lived out west. So they hadn't been here in a while. And this was the he came back once real quick. And we went and jammed in my basement. But our but Andy wasn't couldn't get there. So we were missing one guy. So it was almost a complete reunion. But this was like the whole we were out in Youngstown in the town that we were born and lived in. And, uh, yeah, we just tore that shit up. So that's the music you're going to hear tonight in between the sections. And in the beginning, we had that. I recorded some of it. So that's the G-Spot Punchers. And you'll hear the energy. And you'll hear the people were cheering, cheering. 
you know, you get some good reaction, but like when we stopped a song, I heard like people go nuts. And yeah, like, they really oh, were. Shit, this- well, it was really exciting. I mean, you guys haven't played all of you to, like you said, all of you together in a right. long time, and you guys were basically the um, and we're know, all you in, were the jug band. And, yeah, we're all in different. That's what I'm saying. It's like the movie. Like we're all in different places now. You yep. know what I mean? Like yeah. I look different. I cut my hair, and like everyone's in these different places where we all met up and like kind of had that flashback to those crazy, crazy times. Right. Q Glory Days by Bruce Springsteen. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, so that's that's the story from my perspective of the G Spot Punchers, and you'll hear some of the some of the stuff. I think there's a regatta gig we did on SoundCloud. Oh, really? If, yeah, somebody we had the sound guy record it. Those the recordings from the other night are just from a random microphone I tossed up. Yeah, but uh, the like a sound guy recorded through the board. So there's a, there's a good show of us out there. I think it is, and if it is, it will be linked in this episode. Yep. Note to myself later. Right there, you go. But yeah, man, you setting up those Thursday gigs, like a band really gets its chops up playing constantly like that. Right. And especially in the same place, you get comfortable and you take more risks and you become this machine. Like we would do covers, but nothing like the song was supposed (laughs) to be. We were this crazy funky, but there was like a lot of punk rock to it because there was just abandonment of any rules. And you would just part. You just have fun. That's what you got to do. That's what all artists have to do. Just have fun. Right. And remember why you do it. Enjoy it. And I bartended pretty much all of yeah. those gigs. You were like the and, Bill Graham and our Grateful Dead. Yeah. And everybody, uh, you know, you guys would be playing. You'd be, you know, four, six, eight songs in. Who knows? And then, like, every once in a while, like, Andy or Pete or whoever, you know, like, because um, I, I knew those guys a little better than you guys then. Yeah. Like, I mean, we, we all got to know each other, obviously, very well. But, like, then I did. And, like, Andy and I grew up our whole lives together. And uh, Andy would just look at me and wink. And all of a sudden, you guys would play some song that we had like all talked about like yeah. three or four weeks before this that I'd already forgotten about, and I'd yeah. be like, "Yes, yeah. dude, we learned." <laughs> and you'd put anything. like some kind of twist on it that like I would just love, you know. Any you guys would knew that I would love it. Any song, and like, there's ones that worked so good that you'd never thought would. I mean, well, see, my thing is like, I'm like, I always reference Travis Bickle in the beginning of Taxi Driver, not mm-hmm. the end. <laughs> when he's like, I'll work any shift, any time. Like, that band <laughs> taught me to be like, I'll play any song, any way. Right. You want to do a reggae version of the fucking Tool Time theme? All yeah. right, let's do it. <laughs> we can do that. I'll do it. We'll build a whole set around it. Because yeah. that's the interesting shit that happens, and people respond to that. Yeah, they do. So you just do whatever you want. And when you start running out of ideas, switch genders. Yep. And you open up a whole category of songs. Yeah, and you really do. people pay attention if they think you're a chick. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, it was so funny watching you guys fucking come down the stairs with the real girls too. Like, yeah. <laughs> oh man. Uh, and I think I had long hair at that time, so I think we did like pigtails or something. And yep. I did the left eye thing because we were doing waterfalls, and I was gonna wrap it. So yep. they did left eye like the line, but it's sweat. So I just looked like a girl who was talking back. <laughs> it looked like I had a black eye. It and everyone's like, like I had a "Black eye? Are you doing like an an abused girl thing?" <laughs> I'm like, no, that would not be fun. No, kind of ruins the joke. But then, uh, yeah, good times. Hell so. Yeah. I think anytime we're all together again, we're going to... Yeah, we'll do another version of that at some point. Yeah, absolutely. Good stuff, man. Good stuff. All right. Absolutely. So thank you for letting me tell that story. It's good stuff. And as it went, there were so much things I forgot. Yeah. I know. (laughs) (laughs) Steve in my bed. (laughs) Yeah. We didn't think it was going there, but it did. Yeah, it was very... uh, It it scared the shit out of me. (laughs) It did. Why were you in your wig? <laughs> he probably he just passed out. Just wasn't even thinking about it. Right. And then, oh my God, that's so funny. All right. Captain's Drug of Thoughts. Enjoy some of the music. And uh, please keep telling your friends. We hear a lot of good feedback from this. Yeah, we've been uh, hearing a lot of good things uh, from all you people, and we'd like to hear more. Yeah, we'll, do, we'll work as hard as uh, you want us to. Yep. All right. Captain's Drug of Thoughts. See you next time. And we'll be back.